The U.S. as the land of hate. The United States is the friendliest and angriest nation on the planet. It is a country of faith that trusts no one. It is a nation of contradictions. It is the best of places and the worst of places. But the States is a nation being pulled apart by two unique peoples that have different histories. History begins at a nation's formation. There is no unwritten prehistory that is American. There is no time before the founding of the United States that is part of American history. It is important to understand the events that led to the formation of the U.S., but the history of a nation begins when the nation begins. The child's history begins at birth. A company or organization comes into existence at the date it begins operating as a business entity. This date of the birth of the United States is set by the date on which the Declaration of Independence was signed. When the thirteen colonies declared themselves independent of Britain and ceased, at least in their mind, being a colony. This is important because the birth of the U.S. was bloody, as was its consolidation and settlement. The U.S. was born and raised in blood. More than any other nation the United States settles its issues through violence. It probably alone among all nations has a Second Amendment and an expressed right for its citizen to bear arms against its government. The U.S. fought all its neighbors and its constituent states fought one another. For a peaceful nation it has spent much money and time in war. To understand what makes the U.S. a nation of hate we need to understand hate and its antonym, faith. Hate is not anger. Hate is the loss of faith. To be a nation of hate a nation only needs to lose its faith. Hate need not be accompanied by any emotion at all, other than fear. Hate is a fear of others brought on by a lack of faith in the other person. Businesses in the U.S. put up signs stating that in God they trust, but in no others. This may be read as a joke, but it is no joke. Can we trust God and have faith in Jesus and yet not trust believers? There are two ways to live without faith, and one way to live in faith. When we lack faith, no one is left but ourselves to rely on. The greater the hate the more we rely on our own self for our needs. If we mistrust others to the point, we cannot even trust our own abilities to provide for our needs, we are forced to rely on the state. The United States has embraced and made available both options. The imagery of the self-reliant lone gunman and concept of a militarized state both excite the imaginations of Americans. The image of the lone gunman, whether cowboy or criminal, preoccupies the American psyche. Even businessmen adopt or are given the persona of the heroic individual. The popularity of the Ayn Rand novels is a testament to this. Rock stars, bikers, movie idols and drug dealers are all assumed the imagery of the heroic loner, the individualist. This reliance on the self has led to the rise of gun culture and the cowboy mythos, but this self-reliance and fear of the other has contributed to the reticence people have about ratting out their criminal neighbors. Gangs become Appalachian families engaging in honor feuds. Western bad guys are often portrayed as a capitalist or carpetbagger. This is the man that runs the town, provides the jobs, controls investment and generally maintains himself at the center of power. Evil takes on the persona of the system.
The hero takes down the system. He forces people to be self-reliant. Yet most Americans would prefer to be the monopolist who runs the town than the hero despite his impeccable sense of justice. Yet, it is the hero's willingness to engage in acts of ruthless violence that enables him to topple the status quo. In simple terms, the American psyche is energized by scenes where anarchy opposes autocracy. But neither of these motifs have anything positive to say about people or community. Anarchy in the form of the lone gunman wins in a limited way. But so does autocracy. The real issue of fear is never fully resolved. It is the underlings of the autocrat that suffer the brunt of the hero's vengeance whilst the autocrat loses some of his wealth and power but may remain free to rise again. In the end, the system survives because it is the system that permits the lone gunman to live free. Yet, it remains a mistrustful relationship. But without an evil to overcome what is the gunman but an irritant to settled society. This is often portrayed in the movies. The evil done away with, the anarchist becomes a threat to civil society. The gunman serves an existential purpose, but not an organizational one. Heroes lose relevance once the need for heroes is over. The man with a gun is not trusted, he is tolerated because of necessity. We love our men in uniform when we need them. Their training helps us to trust them. We have faith their guns will remain pointed in the right direction. We fear the armed man when we do not believe we can trust them. The difference between the armed citizen and the policeman is the uniform and nothing else. Many fear the former but not the latter yet they are often one and the same person. When a man points a gun at us it causes us to hate him through our fear. We hate enough to kill him. Unless it is someone we trust with our lives. Then we might be annoyed at the carless use of a firearm, but there is no impulse to kill him. We trust our banker with our money and our lawyer with our secrets. We hate government agencies that take our money and attempt to get at our secrets. We do not trust the state. Yet we must because we trust the free citizen less. Insurance exists in direct correlation with our lack of trust. The most insured are those who trust others the least. This mistrust correlates with a fear of the future. When we fear someone, it is not them in the past we fear, but the person in the future that we fear. We do not fear dead men or men incarcerated because there is no future them that puts us at risk. We have faith in those whom we do not fear. We have faith in those who do not represent a risk to us in the future. The greater the risk, the more intense the hate. Who is more hated than a girl who threatens your relationship with your beau? Girls often take up with men who represent security against other threats while posing an extreme threat to her. Depression is often an inability to face one's fears. The hate is turned inwards. We look into the future. The further into the future we look and the greater the threat to that future we see, the more we revile the source of the threat. If everything you had worked for and loved was about to be destroyed, murder might well be considered a solution. But if the fear is too great and the hate becomes internalized, suicide may be viewed as a preferable option. 
The worse the future looks the more desperate the reaction. We get tied up in the details, but there are only two options. We have faith or fear. If we have faith we planned for the future. If we have no faith we gamble on the outcome. We may use both avenues from time to time, but we cannot use both strategies at the same time. Planning requires some degree of sentience, and conscious awareness requires faith. Consciousness matters little if you have no faith. If you do not understand this, you do not understand faith. Faith is future-directed. There is no such thing as faith in the past of even faith in the present. To have faith is to trust the outcome. To have faith in God is to have faith in the outcome or future he provides. If one cannot do anything to save oneself, what is the point in being conscious of danger? If the world is causal and we cannot do anything to change or alter our future, why have faith in the future? Why plan? Sentience means there is reason for faith. If we do not trust others, we have no faith in the outcome others represent. Doubt about what the future holds in store for us generates fear and fear is the precursor to hate. What we fear today, we learn to hate in the future. But the seed of hate is the lack of faith. Fear is a lack of confidence in the future, and this is manifested in the guise of the other. The United States as a nation of loners and self-reliant individuals is a nation that fears. Americans lack faith in others and to some degree fear what the future holds, so Americans arm themselves and venerate the cowboy and gangster who, for them, represent men who handle fear through force. It is by the use of a gun the loner is able to right wrongs. It is by having a gun the American male is able to protect himself and his family. The people of the U.S. are not fully conscious of others because they do not trust others. It is not possible to be fully aware of others when there is no faith in the future envisioned by these others. The alternative future of the other is a threat to the future of the citizen of the U.S. The hegemony of the U.S. represents faith in the future planned for the U.S. This is a future made in America for Americans grounded in a mistrust of others. America fears the world because it fears the future that is not American. If faith is confidence in the future, then hate is a rejection of a possible future and those who represent it. We hate those who represents a future we fear. We do not actually hate the person, race or religion, we fear the future they represent. It is easy to see why a gunman threatening your family would be hated. It is less easy to see why a culture is hated, but it can be seen in the way physical threats are. The U.S. is a land of hate because it is a land of strong visions and a strong commitment to an American future, which events in the present seem to threaten. Those with faith cannot hate because they do not fear losing their future. To eliminate fear and hate, realize it is fear that puts the future at risk. Find people who you can have faith in. Form or join a community of people you can believe in, for only faith can drive out fear.